Are you ready, Flyer fans? It's the Anthony Grant Show. Dayton has won. Dayton has won. All right, champion. Nails it. Nails it. It's the shot clock. He's got it. Presented by Bud Light and live from Frickers on Woodman Drive in Dayton. The Anthony Grant Show is brought to you by Bud Light. Keep it crisp with Bud Light. Frickers. For over 30 years, it's been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. Premier Health is proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk. Now, here's the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. Hey, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Frickers, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits, and also your home of the Anthony Grant Show. Uh, every Monday during the Flyer basketball season, it'll be actually tonight our last show of the 2019 portion because uh, a week from tonight, the Flyers will be playing a home game against uh, Grambling, and then a week after that, It'll be a home game against North Florida. Then we turn the calendar to a new year and the conference season. So we got a lot to talk about tonight, uh, both looking slightly ahead, not too far ahead, but also looking back at the week that was and looking at the uh, results of the Associated Press poll, which came out today and the Dayton Flyers moving up a spot from 14th to 13th, the highest ranking that Dayton has been in the AP poll since 1967 when a guy named Don Donaher was the coach. Hall of Famer. Enough said. Yeah, I mean, uh, and how cool is it, though, that uh, now these flyers are, are following down a path that, uh, you know, was uh, certainly blazed uh, by uh, Coach, Coach Donaher and, and, and Coach Blackburn before him. But uh, this, this Dayton basketball team uh, continuing to take care of business uh, in the classroom where we had finals last week, and then the guys got to break a sweat, knock some rust off, and, and play a game against Drake, which – I thought was uh, very, very familiar to, to many of your games this season, and I mean that in a very good way, coming out of the gate, playing defense on the word go, and the offense eventually arrives. Yeah, I, I thought uh, that was the whole key for us in the, in the Drake game was I thought our defense was consistent, you know, from half to half. I thought our guys were locked in. You know, early in the game, uh, Drake did a really good job of taking some things away from us offensively. Uh, that we were, we were accustomed to getting. They did a good job of shrinking the floor on us. I thought we got good shots that we didn't, we didn't make. You know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, you have, to, you have to have a level of consistency in terms of understanding there are going to be days when you don't necessarily have great offensive nights, but on good teams, your defense can carry you through or hold you until you're able to, to kind of get yourself uh, in a rhythm. And I thought in the second half, we were able to find that rhythm offensively, and then we continued to guard. You know, just in the same way that I thought uh, offensively you were getting some good shots early, shots weren't falling. Defensively, I thought the defense was solid, and even when you did give up a basket, I don't know, the, you know, the big guy, Robbins, uh, he'd hit two threes all season. He steps out, bank, banks in his first one, and then it was heat check after that. He hits two more. If that's what you're giving up yeah. defensively, that's okay, I guess. Yeah, I, I think I don't remember what, what – I think they had 22 points at the half. At half, yeah. And, you know, nine of them were, were off of their center. They're seven-foot-one guys shooting threes. And, and obviously he had made a couple, 
over the course of the season, but that wasn't necessarily his strong suit. So I felt good about what we were doing from a defensive standpoint. Uh, they had some other guys that were really prolific scorers from the three-point line that we need, that we had our focus on, and we wanted to make sure we didn't allow those guys to get it going. So I thought our guys from a game plan standpoint really locked in in terms of what we needed to do. The stops allowed us to get out in transition. In the first half specifically, I thought we were really good in transition, getting some opportunities to finish that allowed us to, to be able to build a little bit of a lead. And in the second half, we kind of you know got some things going. I thought Ibby did a great job for us uh, in giving us uh, a rhythm offensively in both halves. He had those individual runs that we spoke about after the game. Uh, that helped. But I thought we got a lot of great efforts from a lot of different places. Uh, I think at the end of the game, you look up and you look at the box score, I think Trey was like a plus 40 and plus minus for the game, which is unheard of. I mean, that, that's really unheard of. So his impact on both sides of the ball was really good, and we got some, some really good effort from a lot of different places. You know, stats uh, uh, tell a story, and, and, you know, if you look, I think sometimes you have to look even inside some stats, and uh, three-point field goal defense, I know, was a big concern of you coming into the season, and episodically it's been a concern based upon what opponents are going to throw at you. Um, and obviously you'd like for that percentage to be lower but the thing that I've noticed that this Dayton team is doing is that teams are coming in averaging, say, maybe they're taking 23s a game. Well, they're only getting 12. I mean, you are doing a real good job of limiting three-point attempts. How key is that to your defensive success? Yeah, well, that's, that's the three-point rate, you know. So a, a part of what you do is you, you look at for each opponent is different. You know, some, some teams come in and you know if you can do a good job uh, defending the three-point line, you take away a big part of what of what they do. Uh, and the best way to do that is by limiting the amount of attempts they get. Now, with that being said, you don't want to open yourself up to getting hurt in other areas, uh, giving up easy shots at the rim or, you know, sending a team to the free throw line at, at, a, at a higher rate. Uh, for us, you're right, I think there's some areas for us, and I continue to say this defensively, that we, we have to continue to get better at. And one of them is, is defending the three-point line and allowing a lower percentage of makes. But at the same time, you're right. I think if we can limit the number that our opponents take, uh, for instance, uh, you know, like this, this team will play tomorrow. They have some really, really good three-point shooters. They've got some guys that can get to the rack. They've got uh, a, a post presence inside that can score with his back to the basket. So it'll present a challenge for us to be able to not only uh, guard the three-point line, but also keep them away from our rim and keep them off the free throw line. So every, with every opponent, you know, it's, it's always going to be about our guys being connected, as we spoke about the other day, uh, from a defensive standpoint, understanding how they have to help each other and what we want to try to limit from our opponent. Right. Ibby Watson had a career-high 20 points uh, coming off the bench for you, and we talked right after the game on Saturday night uh, about his development as a, as a Dayton basketball player. And, and you pointed out that where he had to make the development – was at the defensive end, so his defense improves. He gets more minutes, he gets more points, and everybody's happy. If he's a really good player, you know, and I think the thing that that we also have to take into consideration, you know, he he did two years uh, at Michigan and, and was a part of really good teams there. But in terms of his experience, uh, you know, this is probably the most consistent minutes that he's ever gotten in his career, and and there's no substitute for for experience on the floor, being able to be out there and 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 do well and make mistakes and learn from those things where you can actually see yourself in terms of what you need to do to continue to grow and improve. And, you know, I think, you know, Ibby, 
along with all of our guys, you know, the more experience they get, uh, the, the, the better that they're going to be. That's how you learn, you know, and, and especially, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a, a, a freshman or a sophomore or a junior or a senior. Those guys are really at the beginning of their basketball careers. Hopefully even a guy like Ryan Mikesell, who's a fifth-year guy, you know, when he leaves Dayton, if he has an opportunity to play professionally, he'll still be getting better. He'll still be learning. So even though he may be at the end of, uh, of his career as a senior at Dayton, He's, he's really young in terms of his basketball experience. You know, you look at the guys at the next level. Guys reach their peak as basketball players when they're like 27, 28, 29 years old. That, that's when they really kind of tap out. So for me, it's all about guys learning and getting better and understanding that this is a process. I think this uh, Dayton team is uh, pleased. It's, uh, I know a lot of fans are with the 8-1 and one record to date. The performance to date, uh, even the national rankings to date, uh, what should be, I'm not telling you how to think, but what should also be pleasing you is the fact that you are watching a team that, like Coach says, is getting better right before your eyes. And uh, the ceiling, they're not even near, not even near there yet. Lots to talk about. We have the Bud Light mic available for the folks here at Frickers tonight, 457-1290, wherever you are in Flyer Nation on this well, soon to be snowy Monday evening. This is the Anthony Grant Show, and we're live at Frickers on Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to the Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. Hey, welcome back here to Frickers. Welcome back to the Anthony Grant Show here on this uh, Monday night uh, in the midst of the Flyer basketball season, heading into the uh, holidays and uh, heading into a little break here, as uh, we mentioned, uh, games at home on Monday nights, uh, the following two Mondays. So it won't be until uh, 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 January 6th uh, that we have our next Anthony Grant Show. That'll be here at Frickers on the Monday after uh, the the A-10 season opening trip. Uh, in Philadelphia to take on St. Joe's and LaSalle. But that's a long way off. Got North Texas uh, tomorrow night, uh, a 7 o'clock game at the UD Arena. Then coming up on Saturday, a game uh, in Chicago uh, at 6.30 against the uh, Colorado Buffaloes, uh, a rematch of a first-round NIT pairing last year. And for that game on Saturday, uh, if you're looking to gather with uh, your fellow Flyer fans, a great place to do that is going to be at Company 7 in Englewood where – uh, the UD alums are putting together a game watch at 6.30, right? And uh, you can gather there and, uh, and, and watch the game uh, from the United Center in Chicago. So another opportunity for the guys to play in an NBA venue, which uh, it, it brought out, I think, the best in everybody uh, when you had the chance to play in the Phoenix Suns Arena uh, last Sunday. And I would imagine uh, it'll be a big-time venue again Saturday night. Yeah, well, I know Chicago has always been – you know, great, a great place for the Flyer faithful. You know, we got a lot of, obviously, a lot of alumni in Chicago, and I know there's a, a good amount of excitement looking forward to, to that. But obviously, as you mentioned, you know, we got to focus on what's in front of us right now. And obviously, we got a team in North Texas that comes in uh, into our building tomorrow and uh, really, really been impressed watching them play. Extremely well coached. They play really hard. And as you mentioned, they've had a really challenging schedule up to this point of the season. And uh, they've, they've had some opportunities, so uh, certainly have our full attention. Well, I, and what gets my attention when I look at them, 
uh, is, is I do. I look at who they played, not just the record, but I look at who they played and how they played against you know teams that we're pretty familiar with. Uh, they played at Rhode Island. They played at PCU. I think both of those were two-point losses. They had a game in Oklahoma, again, a two-point loss. So they are very, very capable, and they proved it against teams that we're certainly familiar with. Yeah, they've got a veteran team. Uh, as I said, I'm, I've been impressed watching them. You know, the things they do defensively, the way they run offense, uh, I think extremely well coached, and they played a very challenging schedule. I think, as you mentioned, uh, at, at uh, VCU, I think at Arkansas, uh, neutral site against Rhode Island, Utah State, uh, Oklahoma. So they've played a very, very challenging schedule this early in the year, and, you know, he's got a group that, that, that seems to be bought in and, and playing with a lot of confidence. This uh, this Dayton team uh, coming off of uh, off of exams and in the game uh, then against Drake and and as you laughed, said last week it's the most wonderful time of the year because they do not have classes uh, it's all about basketball here for the for the next couple of weeks uh, with a, a trip home for Christmas thrown in the middle of it but um, you know obviously coming off Saturday it was just a, a quick turnaround to get ready for an opponent but as you do move forward here are you able to kind of go back and and get back to some basics and, and work as, focus on yourselves and not just preparing for an opponent. Yeah, well, hopefully. You know, obviously right now the, the attention is, is on our next game. And then, um, you know, obviously we've got a couple of days here to prepare before we head to Chicago. And then we got another quick turnaround, you know. So the, the, the next week for us, I think, what is it, uh, three, three, three games, games in seven six, days. Six yeah. or seven days. So, you know, that's got our full attention. And then we'll get a little bit of a break. So, uh, you know, what we've got to be able to do is, is uh, keep our eye on the ball right now and focus one game at a time. Uh, after, the, after the break, we'll have a couple of days where we'll come back uh, to get prepared for another game before we start conference play. So even though it seems like there's a lot of time in between, there's really not just in terms of what's coming at us and what we're looking at. Obi Toppin uh, obviously has uh, played very well for you and is getting a lot of attention, and uh, that is not just attention from – uh, fans, not just attention from media, but attention from opponents and even attention from uh, players on the floor during the course of the game. And, and I thought, you know, got a little chippy on Saturday night. Uh, and, and, I, and I saw you talking to him. Uh, I mean, everyone wants to take a swing at Superman to show that, the, that they can be, you know, that they, how tough they are. And, and how important is it for, for Obi to, you know, keep his poise when – there are those who would like to get him out of his game, so to speak. Yeah, well, you know, uh, again, we talk about trying to control the things you can control, right? We can't control others, and you control your attitude, your effort, uh, and, and where your focus is. So, you know, Obi's, uh, what are we, nine games in, so he's a little, little under, maybe a little above 40 games over the course of his career. And, uh, you know, like I said at the beginning of the year, this will be a different approach uh, because of the attention that he's earned with his play from last year and at the start of this year. So with every game, you know, there's always lessons, uh, you know, that you can learn. And we kind of alluded to it earlier. Uh, this is still a process, you know, in terms of understanding uh, how to handle different situations, how to handle uh, different things that come at you, you know, for, for a, a part of, uh, you know, growing up, you have to learn to deal with adversity. Right, struggles and overcoming things, and then you also have to learn to deal with prosperity and what comes with that. Right, so uh, all those things, those are obviously lessons and opportunities to learn and grow, and uh, you know that's what you want to see out of not only Obi, 
but really all of our guys because they're you know they're all at different stages of of their growth and development and becoming the best version of themselves and growing and developing uh, as as a unit and not just one unit but several units and 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 is this a lot of this uh, is this fall upon you and your staff now uh, to review film and, and look at numbers the, like you say the plus minus that that uh, Trey Landers had of 40 a plus 40 in the game and and look at okay what worked what worked better what you know the different combinations if you will and how they play together yeah well that's always that's always the case um, you know you 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 want to find uh, the things that allow you to become the best that you can become. So whether that's different combinations on the floor, just the things you do from an offensive standpoint or defensive standpoint. So we're constantly, there'll be stuff maybe that we did uh, in November that we no longer do. There'll, there'll be things that we haven't done yet that we will add in terms of this allows us to, to, to be the best version of ourselves. So it's always in flux and we're always trying to evaluate that. And, uh, you know, uh, I think like if you use last year for an example, uh, I thought over the course of the season we got better, you know, because guys began to understand their roles and understand what they were capable of and what allowed them to, to become the best version of themselves. So you see guys growing throughout that process. So, you know, part of that is, is we got to let that happen over the course of, of this, this, uh, this early in the season, nine games into it. So I think we're still in that developmental process. But, yeah, we're always evaluating. Now the Dayton Flyers, uh, eight and one on the season, uh, playing at home tomorrow night against North Texas at seven o'clock. Game in Chicago on Saturday night against Buffalo. That'll be a six thirty tip off, uh, Dayton time from the United Center there uh, in Chicago. And uh, moving up one spot in the rankings this week, uh, moving from fourteen to thirteen uh, in the, the Associated Press poll. And uh, I, I, I was talking on the air during on the radio broadcast on Saturday about you know the the value of there's a value to the rankings and I know that you know you coach you we've talked about it's not something you can control and it's not your focus but from a marketing standpoint alone uh, I, I was watching TV Saturday night after the game and I sat and I was watching another game on uh, the four-letter network and I see across the bottom of the screen I see Dayton maybe during the course of an hour 12 times saw the result of Dayton Drake 12 times across the screen. That's, that, that, I mean, that's going to pay dividends, not just for you and your program, but in admissions, in, in yeah. uh, Shauna Green's program, in, in Rick Chamberlain's program, and, you know, throughout the university. Yeah, you know, without question. You know, obviously, you know, with, uh, at Dayton, you know, basketball is, is the marquee sport, you know. And uh, so some people say the front porch to the university, and we've got a – you know, obviously a great university, great academic institution. And so anytime uh, that basketball can, can kind of put uh, who we are uh, to open opens people's eyes or just to pique their interest about the University of Dayton, I think once you, once you get that and, and now they come in and see, you know, how good of, a, of an institution it is in a lot of different areas from an academic standpoint, maybe take a closer look at some of our other sports programs and what they're able to accomplish I think that's great for everybody. So, yeah, I think there's certainly benefits uh, at, th at this point. You know, obviously uh, for our guys, there's a huge benefit. You know, just validating the work that they've put in, uh, you know, over the course of the season, even before the season, the work that they put in from the time they stepped foot on campus, just to validate that work and to get that recognition. You know, but uh, for us at the end of the day, 
you know, that wasn't the – and when I say that, that's not where we focused. That wasn't what we talked about our goal being at the beginning of the season in terms of what we want to accomplish. That's a part of it, you know, in terms of getting that recognition and putting ourselves in position where we could accomplish our goals. So we're certainly uh, aware of that and proud of that, but that's not where we – where we look and say, okay, we, we've arrived at anything in terms of what we want to accomplish. We still have room for improvement and, and room to grow. But certainly I think for our fan base, for uh, you know, our future recruits, for uh, the university, for our brand as a program, it certainly I think has paid dividends and, and hopefully we'll be in a position where we continue uh, to do that. Now the University of Dayton known for the porches in the student neighborhood and now the basketball program, it's one of those porches. We've got a lot to talk about, uh, more about North Texas, uh, more about the week ahead, and the Bud Light mic available here at Rickers, uh, 457-1290, wherever you are in Flyer Nation on this Monday night, as we'll continue on the Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers here on Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hansgen. Hey, welcome back here to uh, Frickers, uh, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits, your home of the Anthony Grant Show. Uh, Monday nights uh, during the Flyer basketball season as uh, Dayton off to an 8-1 and start on the year moving up a spot to 13th in this week's AP College Basketball and beginning a stretch of uh, three games in seven days uh, starting tomorrow night with North Texas at the UD Arena at 7 o'clock and then uh, a game in Chicago against Colorado uh, Saturday evening at 6.30. And then a week from tonight, we won't be here because uh, Flyers will be uh, at the arena taking on Grambling uh, in the uh, the final game before the guys uh, get a little bit of time off uh, for for Christmas. Um, it's you know it's interesting as a as there's been a few wrinkles in college basketball rule wise uh, uh, this year, uh, including moving the three point line back. And the only the biggest way I've seen it impact the game is that guys are stepping out of bounds more often uh, in the corners uh, <laughs> because they, they've got their toes on the three point line and then uh, decide to pump ball fake and, and, and drive. And how many times we see guys stepping out of bounds? Well, I think it was four times uh, in Phoenix at St. Mary's and one time the other night. So yeah. I think uh, – I don't know if I am got it all, but I think I do. I think it's, it was five turnovers off of that. So, yeah, I think uh, it's a, a little different spacing in the corners yeah. with the three-point line. But I, I tell you what, one thing, um, you know, everybody talked about would it limit the amount of shots you see teams taking from the three-point line. And I think it may be – I don't know for sure, but I think it may be – higher than it's ever been in terms of the number of threes that, that, that are going up in college basketball. And you see guys' ability to, to make that shot uh, from the three-point line. I think if you look at maybe the last three opponents we've played, I think, if I'm not mistaken, each team has two, maybe three uh, guys that are shooting over 40% from the three-point line. We'll play a team tomorrow that has, uh, I think, three. One of them shooting about 55% from the three-point line. So... Uh, you know, it's been uh, it's been I think a good a good change. Uh, it's been uh, I think uh, like we talked about before the the spacing uh, offensively uh, has has improved because of it. So I think it's been a good uh, a good addition to our game. I'm going to ask you a chicken egg question now, because your team is shooting the ball well 
uh, behind the arc, and you've got uh, several individuals shooting better than 40% from three. Are they better shooters, or are they now taking better shots? That is a chicken and egg question. <laughs> so, so one one thing you'll you'll you'll, you'll you hear coaches will ask, you know, or or say to guys, you know, uh, it's one or the other. You know, I think you're a good shooter. Okay, so your percentage right now says you need to either you are a bad shooter or you're a really good shooter taking good shots. Which one is it? Oh, no, 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 coach. I'm a, I'm a good shooter. I'm a good shooter. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Then you need to take better shots and your percentage needs to go up. So, but I, I think for us, you know, we've got, uh, I think we're maybe, maybe number one in the country, I think in assists or top yes. five in the country in assists. Uh, so the ball movement, uh, guys being able to get in rhythm and, uh, you know, they, they work extremely hard, uh, put a lot of time into their shooting. So it's great to see, you know, guys reaping the, the rewards of their hard work and being able to, to, uh, to shoot the percentages uh, that, that obviously we want to see and that help our team and help them. You hear the, the term used a lot, uh, and, and I know Jay Billis was very uh, uh, effervescent in his praise of the team in this area during the ESPN broadcast in Maui, but guys knowing their roles. Uh, is that a cliche phrase, or is it really very uh, important to the growth and development of a basketball team for a guy to, quote, know his role? Well, yeah, I, I don't think it's cliche. I think, it's, I think everybody, everybody has a role, no, no matter what it is that you do. I mean, some guys, their role is to score the ball. Some guys are, are, are you know, guys that you rely on to rebound, some guys to defend, some guys to, to get others uh, looks or shots. So there's a, a variety of different roles that, that guys have to play. Uh, everybody's role is to defend, right? But some guys, uh, you know, obviously do things either offensively or defensively uh, that you rely on and that you need on a consistent basis. But, yeah, roles are, I think, defined as the year kind of progresses. You know, early in the year you, you try to figure that out and, and, uh, and modify and define that. But at some point, guys settle into that, you know, and that's what you want to see as early as possible. So would a guy who says his role is not to defend, would he be described as a spectator? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's about right. <laughs> All right, let's head out to the Bud Light. Mike, uh, Tom's there, and uh, Tom, you got a question for Coach. Coach, Coach uh, uh, these guys are, I'm sure, being told by their friends and family and everybody on social media and everything else how great they are because they're ranked number 13. Um, how, how do you keep them uh, uh, locked into the ground? Yeah, I mean – truth <laughs> you know I think I think that's what I try to do I try to just just speak the truth you know for us uh, as we mentioned earlier you know we've got a very very challenging game in front of us you know so we try to treat every game the same in terms of the way we prepare and and uh, we try to keep consistent with the things that that we talk about that we value as a team in terms of the standards we want to play to on both sides of the ball and Really, that's all we deal with. You know, there's some things uh, that I have to realize as a coach when you deal with, you know, 18 to 22, 23-year-olds that is out of my control as well. But in terms of their trust and relying on each other, their their commitment to each other in terms of uh, what they're trying to do as a unit, that's really important. And I think we got a group of guys that, that really care about each other. You know, so hopefully uh, no one will want to, 
uh, drop the rope, so to speak, and, and, and let, a, let a guy down in terms of their, their mental approach and how we, how we go about what we have an opportunity to do and, and just really just keep your eye on the ball and understand here's what really matters and here's what we can control and this is, this is the opportunity we have in front of us and let's take advantage of it. So that's the message from myself, from our staff, hopefully from, from everybody around those guys to understand that and, and really buy into that. And I think they know uh, at the end of the day there's a lot of people that, that love them and care about them and want to see what's best for them. But then there's a group that's there at practice every day, that's at our team meetings every day, uh, you know, that's in that locker room every day in terms of what's real. And so we've got to be able to keep that centered, and we, we try to do that as best we can. Coach, Coach you signed a recruit uh, either yesterday or today. And, uh, no, uh, can you tell uh, there us? was no, uh, no, no one has signed anything, Tom. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, moving on. Uh, moving on, you, you mentioned the people that, uh, that are there every day in practice uh, that, that care. Uh, about the team and about the players and about the program. Some of them are here sitting in the back. We've got a bunch of your managers here. Uh, they've got a big game on tap uh, tonight at 930. They're going to take on North Texas. And, uh, um, you know, people, people, the fans you see these, the guys that uh, during a timeout uh, do the Chinese fire drill to get a bunch of stools out on the court uh, uh, as quickly as possible. Um, but what do what do the what do these guys like 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 Henry and Jack and, and and John and Matt and Pat and and those who aren't here? What do they mean to the program? Huge, you know. I think uh, their job, to be honest with you, is 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 one of those that's that's kind of, you know, you don't really appreciate uh, what they do because a lot of what they do uh, goes goes unsaid. You know, like what's needed. Like every day we walk out on onto the practice floor the clock's ready to go the guys have uh their gear uh the gum whatever they need uh, uh cones are set up for the different drills things are on the board that give, give the coaches the information that we need everything is ready to go so it allows myself and our staff just to go out there and have the freedom to do the things that we do because those guys are on their jobs every single day and they, they're, they're locked in and committed to everything that we've got to do uh, to help the team be, be successful. And they're a part of it. You know, a lot of times we, we've sat here before and talked about how, how valuable our walk-ons are because those guys are out there and give our guys a chance to get prepped for what our opponents are going to do and, 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 and to, uh, to help us get prepared that way. These guys are just as important in terms of what they mean in terms of allowing our guys to go out there and just play, okay, and not have to worry about the other things they do, allow our, our staff to do the things that, that we need to do. They're instrumental in recruiting when we bring families on campus and the different things that we do to, to, to make this as, a, as, a, as appealing an environment as we possibly can. Uh, the best compliment, we had a family come in uh, for, uh, during, uh, during the recruiting cycle, and at the end of uh, the visit, the parents made a comment how much they loved our, our, our managers, just how, how nice they were, just taking time to talk to them and answer questions and just different things like that. So as a coach, I appreciate that, and it's great you know, having those guys here tonight because we probably don't get a chance to tell them that a lot, but what they do is really, really invaluable and really helps our, our program. And I, I have said this before, and I will say it to anyone listening tonight, uh, not just those here in this room, but uh, wherever you are, if you're out there listening, 
If you ever are looking to hire an employee, you hire a Dayton basketball manager, and you're going to get a quality employee. And, you know, the track record for guys who've come through this program, it speaks for itself. So got a good group here tonight. Thanks, guys. Do good in your Take game Take care tonight. of business tonight. Yeah, yeah, represent. All right, uh, we, we're going to talk more about uh, North Texas, a little bit about Colorado, and a whole lot about the Dayton Flyers as we continue. The Anthony Grant Show. We're live at Frickers on Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hansgen. And welcome back to Frickers, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. Welcome back to The Anthony Grant Show on this Monday night. As the Dayton Flyers 8-1 and one on the year, uh, 13th in the AP poll, uh, three games in seven days. It starts tomorrow night, North Texas uh, at the UD Arena for a 7 o'clock game. Saturday night uh, in Chicago against Colorado, a game that tips off at 6.30 Dayton time. And there's going to be a uh, UD alum watch party at, uh, for the, that game at Company 7 in Englewood. Again, Saturday night for that 6.30 contest against Colorado a week from tonight. Uh, we will not be here because the Flyers will be in action at home against uh, against Grambling at the arena and then uh, a little time off for for Christmas and uh, uh, you got a week between games so the guys will have a little opportunity to to get home uh, maybe some not all the way home but get someplace for the holidays yeah obviously um, you know you want the guys to be able to enjoy the families during the holidays and with our schedule playing that game on Monday we'll have about a two or three day period for them to kind of get away and I think most of them will we able to go visit their family. Some of them, I think, will will go with extended family, and uh, but they'll all they'll all be able to to kind of detox a little bit, get away from it, and uh, we'll come back and and obviously get prepared for our, our last non-conference uh, game before we start conference play. All right, uh, the Dayton basketball season uh, heading into that holiday time of year. Uh, if you got a question for the coach, uh, you can give us a call four five seven twelve ninety or step up to the Bud Light mic. Uh, we've got like a, a parade. Uh, all right, you're, you're, in, you're, you're up first. Uh, got a question for Coach. Howdy, fellas. Uh, a coworker and I today were having a discussion about the Flyers, and I wanted to pass it up to the people who know best. So a couple years ago, the Flyers got ranked, and famously, I think maybe David Jablonski interviewed Archie and said, how do you feel about being ranked? And he said, I hate it. I, I think it's a distraction. It's a... It's just something in the locker room for the guys to pat each other on the back about and the fans to get excited about, but it doesn't help us on the court. And I believe famously we, we lost the very next game. But my coworker and I, we, we questioned whether or not that team was the same as this team. I, I truly think that this team is not affected by that. In fact, I, I wonder if maybe because of how many of the players have waited for their moment to be on the court, even including Ryan Mikesell, who had a red shirt. Like, I feel like their patience is being rewarded, and they almost are playing better knowing that they have earned this time and, and maybe are benefiting from a ranking. So my question is, do you think that the players are maybe doing better because of a ranking? B, doing worse? Or is it good for them, bad for them, or does it truly not matter? I, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll jump <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll jump in, and, and I think it's kind of, it's kind of like uh, the question I posed about uh, being a three-point shooter 
good three-point shooter or taking good shots. Uh, are you are you a good team because you're ranked or because you're a good team, you're ranked? And I think that in this case, uh, uh, the Flyers have played what they are. They they are who they are, and who they are, and that version of them, which is even though it's still developing, right now it's in many people's eyes, the 13th best team in the nation. And all they've done is just be who they are. Yeah, for me, you know, um, I think the recognition uh, for our guys uh, maybe validates the work that they put in to try to be really good and their their confidence in themselves and their confidence in each other. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it, it's uh, one, of those, one of those cliches where uh, – and I think this is true no matter what you do. Um, other people's opinions of you can't, can't determine, you know, who you are. You know, at the end of the day, um, you know, we're looking at uh, take, any, take whoever's in the college football playoffs right now. Uh, did they become a really good team because they're, they're being recognized as one of the top four teams in the country? They've been that team all year. Right. It's just that other people now are, are, are seeing what those people in the locker room knew that they were working toward and they believed in. Right. So that's what I mean when I say we got to be able to keep the main thing, the main thing in terms of what it is that we're trying to do. We we didn't start out the year saying that, you know, the the rankings would, about, would determine who we are as a team. There are certain things that we said, if we do these things, if we buy into these things and continue to work and improve on these things then it allows us to be successful individually and collectively. And that won't change. So hopefully that message is what will resonate with our guys. And I understand from a fan standpoint, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun to be able to see our team, our favorite team, uh, be recognized nationally. And we appreciate that as well. But at the, at the same time, you know, you have to be able to keep that perspective as a, as a unit and hopefully individually. And that's where our guys' focus is. All right. Thanks. Thanks for stepping up. And also right behind him, preparing for that big uh, showdown against the North Texas managers. Uh, from uh, Dayton Squad, Pat, step on up. you got a question for Coach. All right, Coach. So I hear you're a big music guy. Um, <laughs> so stretching takes probably like five minutes. We probably get through two, minute, two songs. What two songs would you like to hear about, uh, if you were oh, stretching wow. with the guys? For me, uh, probably something you never heard. Probably, probably something that was out before you were born. So uh, <laughs> probably uh, – some uh, 80s or 90s R&B or some old school rap. Okay, for sure. Now, the guys uh, before practice, uh, the managers will have a playlist, and the guys will be over there uh, kind of giving them instructions in terms of what to put on before, before stretching starts and while they're going through stretching. So these guys, they'll, they'll play some music that I've never heard of before. So I'll just uh, I'll accommodate. I'll accommodate, and uh, they have a good time with it and it gets them ready. John's also there. John, step on up the Bud Light mic. Uh, question for Coach. Coach, you uh, clearly have an office with a bunch of guys who have pretty good playing resumes. If you were allowed to choose one, who are you adding to your rotation? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I'm gonna go, I got to go with, with Ricardo Greer. I got to go with Ricardo Greer. Yeah. That guy brings it. He yeah. brings it. Right? He, he's one of those guys that you know. He, he's going to leave it all out there on the floor for you. But we got some pretty talented guys. We got a guy in our office that's got an ESPY. So it's kind of hard not to, oh, okay. not to choose him, too. So he, that's a tough question. We got, we got some, good, 
some good talent in there. We got a guy that's played in the Final Four. Yeah, uh, Kyle, Kyle Marshall. Marshall. So yeah, we got some good talent. But uh, yeah, I got I got to go with Rick. Okay, not a, not a bad good choice. Good question. Good question. Yeah, you know what? Uh, it was funny because we were out in uh, out in Phoenix and uh, spent uh, some time talking to the uh, the Phoenix Suns uh, director of player personnel, and uh, he was asking about different guys on staff. And I said, "There's Brett Comer. He was uh, he was on that Florida Gulf Coast Dunk City team. He was the point guard. Kyle Marshall. He was a uh, Final Four with with Butler and Ricardo Greers and the French uh, national." Basketball Hall of Fame played at Pitt, and Anthony Solomon played at Virginia, and Sean. And he said, "What about?" He pointed to Sean Damascus, one of your graduate assistants. Said, "What can you tell me about him?" I say, "He's a tight end." <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was tight end at, at Indiana. All right, um, real quick, as uh, we're running out of time, uh, you, you touched briefly upon uh, North Texas uh, tomorrow night. You talked about them. What about Dayton? What is it you want to see this Flyer basketball team uh, do tomorrow night? to be a better version of than they are even today? Well, I think it starts with, uh, you know, putting our focus on, on what we need to do against our against our opponent tomorrow. Like, I got a lot of respect. Like I said earlier, I think this team is really good. I think they play well together. So they're going to they're gonna obviously have a plan. I think they haven't played in like seven days. So they'll have some things, I think, that they'll, they'll probably uh, have planned in terms of trying to attack what we do, both offensively and defensively. So our ability to lock in in terms of scouting report uh, to make the necessary adjustments within the game as that we need to make in order to give us the best chance to have success and to, just to keep focused on, on uh, you know, what we've got to be able to do to come out victorious tomorrow, just both offensively and defensively. So we'll have a plan going in, and certainly there'll be adjustments that we have to make, and we've got to be able to rely on each other and do the things that we need to do to be successful. All right, that's tomorrow night, North Texas uh, at the UD Arena. That game will tip off at 7. Pre-game coverage starts here on the home of the Flyers at 6. And and then next week, well, we're not going to be back here. We've got a game against Grambling, and in between that, the game on the road uh, in Chicago against Colorado. All games right here on the home of the Flyers. On behalf of our engineer producer tonight, Griff Getz, the coach, Anthony Grant. I'm Larry Hanskin. Have a great week, everyone, and go Flyers. Go Flyers. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.